Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm delighted to be speaking with record producer, music programmer, record exec and of course superstar DJ Steve Aoki. Steve, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're so welcome, man. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be chatting to you today. Um, where are you joining us from, Steve? And uh, what's going on? Uh, in sunny Ibiza. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. How's, uh, how's it going over there at the moment? Everything in uh, full swing, right? Absolutely, yeah. My residency is, is, um, is, very, is, is doing extremely well. We just had a show last night. It's every Tuesday. Nice, um, nice. And I mean, packed like as mu- much as you could possibly get it. Um, and I love Amnesia. I've been playing there for a few years now. I've held down a residency since 2007. Incredible. Come to the island for 15 years, an exception to COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, last time, I guess it was 2019. So it was a good yeah. two years off. Yeah, two soldiers off. So, and it was it was a mad couple of years. Obviously, um, I know you're you're kind of back with a bang now. But um, how were things for you when the when you know I don't want to dwell on it too much. But how were things when the pandemic first hit for you? Because I know your live schedule is usually just intense. You know, it's relentless. So, so yeah. how, how did that affect you? Like initially, uh, initially it was I I remember I was pulled off of tour. I was on a bus tour supporting my album Neon Future Four. And, um, you know, these bus tours, they're, they're different than just like flying around and playing shows. Like you, we have four or five different buses traveling with like a few semi trucks, like carrying the production. Um, there's a lot of people on payroll that are, that are, you know, also affected by, you you know, being canceled, whatnot. Um, yeah, and and we just started. It was like I think show five, um, and we I got sent home from one show, and you know I didn't know what this was. I don't I like I'm like we, I've never once experienced. I mean, none of us have experienced in our lifetime what a pandemic is. I never thought there could be one. I know, right? It was it was quite <laughs> like, scary at first. It's, like. it's so funny. Like you're like like a pandemic in this time, like these things don't, they only happen in the 20, 1920s and right. the 50s. And like, they just don't happen to like post 2000, 2000 era. Just it was so much technology and medicine and all this stuff. Like it's, it's impossible. So I remember we're going, getting home and I'm like, well, I hope I make my next show in Chicago. Cause it's sold out and there's 4,000 people. And then my next show after that was Minneapolis, which sold out 7,500 people. I'm like, this is my two big shows on yeah. tour. I'm like, okay, Chicago got canceled. Fuck, we got to make sure Minneapolis, we got to get to <laughs> Minneapolis. And I did like, no one knew the severity of what it was. So, um, and then my album was like, was, you know, obviously I was thinking selfishly, like, I didn't know, you know, I'm like, my fucking album's getting like ruined around this time. And I, <laughs> you know, and then like, you know, after four weeks sinks in, we're like, holy shit, this is serious shit. Um, wow, we have to be really careful. And then, and then like, by June, by June, it was like, okay, we're, we're like, I'm, I'm here. And, and then over the course of the summer, I realized how adaptable I am as a human. And I learned to really enjoy not touring, being at home and finding new practices, new ways to, to, to like get inspired. Yes. Um, yeah. 
new interests. Um, I got really big into mindfulness, um, which led me down to experimenting with different kinds of music. I started making like meditation music. I started making different frequencies mm -hmm. uh, of music. I started like just going into different lanes. Um, I got into music, making music for NFTs. I was like, like yes. I was thinking about how I could make music for film and TV, you know, not just for club shows and festival grounds. And, you know, um, it's really interesting time. Uh, it was, I, yeah. I, I definitely took the, took advantage of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, I think the silver lining of, obviously it was a, a horrible situation, but there was definitely some silver linings where, um, People really kind of like dived back into the craft, got back into the studio, obviously not being able to play shows and and really kind of um, rediscovered uh, their music a little bit. And like you say, you was experimenting a little bit with sound, um, which is something I know you've, you've kind of always done. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I picked up the guitar yeah. again and like yeah, yeah. was jamming differently. And then like, which really led to kind of the core of my new album, Hero Quest, which is lot more guitar driven um guitar driven themed music okay um you know sometimes i start with the guitar and then like i'll go and build a melody or build a hook and then work with a songwriter to develop that and then bring in musicians to to play it better sure which is what i like to do i just like like play a couple different riffs and then I'm like, can you play this same riff, but like, you know, you know, with more, with, with like something that I can hear that's better than yes. what I'm doing. Like some more and, energy. Uh, or something. Yeah. So I, I really got into that space and then Hero Quest, the, the seeds of Hero Quest was born. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Hero Quest because I know it's set for September release, right? Yeah. Um, uh, could you just kind of explain a little bit about how it came together? Because you mentioned you've approached it. Did you approach it maybe a little bit differently, uh, like from a guitar? kind of standpoint was it kind of bringing right. in more organic instruments um yeah i i definitely okay so hero quest was born in in in, in a silo you know is was, was born in like in this like it was born in my house and usually like neon future series um it's it's constantly being triggered and inspired by the world because i travel the world so wherever i go i'm like kind of pulling in different pieces that, yeah. that will end up making up this whole story of, of my album. Um, but hero quest was like really born in the silo of what, you know, what we all understood, what that, what that is. And, and uh, so there's like, there's more songs than, than bangers. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. at the same to same time, like I, as much as I like, you know, my going back to my roots of being in a band of playing guitar in a band and like, and, and being playing with live instruments, I still am very much involved in all these different worlds that I've been building in, especially in the Latin world, yes. Latin world I've been building in for, for a while now. And it's like, it's pretty healthy, my relationship with, with Latin artists. So I have a few Latin songs on, on the album. I got some like, all, you know, strong amount of alternative songs on the album, pop songs on the album. Of course, I have my core EDM records, like Whole Again, which just is out now. It's like definitely the big summer anthem EDM banger for the album. 
Um, and then following that is my song with uh, Timmy Trumpet, The Whistle, which is a festival slammer. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, um, like you just mentioned, the new album is going to cover a, a bunch of different genres and there's a bunch of incredible features on there. Um, and I, I know it's going to be split into like five chapters. Is that right? Um, kind of telling telling that story. Um, tell us about that, why you kind of decided to to split it up like that. Yeah, so this first album's called HeroQuest Genesis. Yeah. And it's um I split up this album into you know, because the, the way I look at HeroQuest is basically opening this whole new world for that that I created with uh with MetaZoo Games, it's a TCG company, and they're the experts in developing a, a world of characters. And, uh, I, and, and, you know, since COVID, I got really into collectibles. I got really into yes. Pokemon. I really got really into that whole space. So then I ended up uh, um, co-founding and, and co-owning this, this whole world called MetaZoo, uh, TCG World. And we're building out, you know, with MetaZoo, we're building out, you know, animation, TV shows, video games, all that Incredible. stuff. Incredible. Yeah. Starting out with cards. So, um, you know, this is an extension of that. It's part of the MetaZoo universe. Hero Quest has its own characters that live in this world. We we call them future cryptids. So they live in the future. This is based in the future, and and um, there are different factions that I'm introducing in Genesis. There's five factions, and um, they're they're named you know uniquely on the on the album, but they're basically robots, zombies, aliens, hybrid, uh, mutants, and then and uh, and AI. Okay. And under each of these factions are these melodias, I call them, uh, are, are the songs that are part of that faction. Sure. So I'm really trying to connect the dots between this world building that I'm obsessed with being able to tap into what that looks like, what that's going to be like into my music, which is something that's really never been done because it's such a complicated it's like two very, very different worlds yes. coming together. And, and now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm, I am merging both of them into this, into this like very colorful dynamic, uh, you know, very multi-layered storyline and arc and, uh, and, and, and using the songs as attack powers and, and you know, I love it. Uh, as, I love as, it. as ways to incorporate and integrate into the character. So yeah, um, yeah, it's exciting to to do that. And I mean, it's one thing to make an album; it's another thing to like to to create a whole IP. Yes, absolutely. And I and I love that you're you know tying in that narrative, marrying uh, factions with you know each one's got its own sound um that you've created and it's this whole world i think it's i think it's incredible it takes it takes a hell of a lot of imagination and i know that's something that you're that you're not lacking in obviously and i'm a, i'm kind of obsessed yeah. with that kind of stuff as well things you know or you know things like pokemon growing up like right. that that stuff is just and and the way you know it's interesting the way that you've kind of married that with 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 sound with your sound specifically right. um like, so. i'll give you an idea like how um how how like incredible the MetaZoo community is. Once MetaZoo community found out about this new offshoot that's part of the this world, you know, the HeroQuest uh, community that I'm, I'm building, 
we decided to drop cards inside the CDs. So we, you like, we, we only allowed people like we only said, okay, these CDs will have one single hero quest card. There's a 70 card set that okay. exists, but it's only available in these CDs. Sure. And it's, it's literally only available for a few hours. So we dropped it in, in 9am in the first week of June. And we only sold it for four hours. And in those four hours, and you know, like CDs are kind of relics of the past. In those four hours, we sold over thirty thousand CDs. Wow! I mean, that says it all, really, so there's, doesn't there's, it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's so much. Like I'm trying to connect the dots here in a, in a much bigger way than than myself or the music. Yeah. I mean, I know the NFT community is like super engaged, and obviously that's something that that you've jumped on, and, and something that I mean, you're very heavily involved with, and I, and I like how you're tying that in. Um, with your music, is that something that you just will just continue to build on and, and just explore further as as the kind of space grows? Because it's only gonna it's only gonna get bigger, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you can't stop the inevitable. We are already. It's like it's like saying in fifteen years ago. Um, well, I don't know if people will actually be on this whole social media thing. Like, yeah. I like I prefer to yeah, talk yeah. to people in real life. I, I don't know if it's really going to be a thing. Like it's not really for me. Um, that's technology. You can't stop technology. The way in which we communicate, like in all these ways, like, of course it's like everyone wants to have IRL. Yes. We all want IRL, but yes, we yes. all need to have a digital footprint of ourselves. It's just part of like our identity now. Yeah, absolutely. having a, a check next to our Instagram name is such a big flex to someone. They're willing to pay exorbitant amount of money for that check, and it and it has zero value. You can't resell it. That, yeah, that's Web two. That's that's the way we do business. Web three is everything that you you do do you can sell. Mm-hmm. Everything that you have, you own, and you have a value, and you could sell. That's the major difference. I there's, mean, think there's about such it, appetite like, for it as well. Yeah. I don't want to go too deep into it, but like it's it's a very simple, it's a very simple conversation. Like people play video games, people understand them. you buy skins for guns, you buy skins for your your outfits, and people spend 20 bucks for that, and 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 then it ends up becoming like a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh-huh. And and no one, no one, no one goes, Oh, that's such a waste of money. People are like, yeah, I'll spend 20 bucks on on like a camouflage for my gun. If you're playing the game all the time, you want to see that, right? Yeah, yeah. In Web three, you own that. You could sell it. In Web two, the way we live, you can't sell it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like they own it. Yes. You know, like social media, Facebook, Instagram, they own all that data is theirs. Like Web three is your data. That's your. That's. It's such a big difference of ownership. That's yes. really what the thing is. Yeah, you know? definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting. That. It's going to be that that's when the, 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 the switch will happen. And then when there's like the same simulations that we we love to be a part of, whether it's Fortnite, Call of Duty, or whether it's like some some level of like a digital component that we we love. When that exists in Web3, um, Web2 is going to like going to be gone. Just like, be obsolete. Gonna be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because like, why? Why would I play a Call of Duty game when? when like I can now own the same gun and I could sell it to my friend because I just fucking got like 10 kills on this gun. It's pretty and, awesome. Like, you know, everyone's like flexing, yo, that's the 10 kill gun. Yeah. 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 100 kill gun, you know? So it's like, uh, it's, it's just the, 
it's a, it's definitely a, a complete um rabbit hole that we could go down oh, in yeah. a separate conversation <laughs> like you say Doesn't but it me. but I, it's I super interesting that. oh man yeah. and I, I, I love how passionate you are about it. and it's super interesting to to think about when that transition will happen to web3 like you say um when that kind of turning point is going to be but you're kind of at the forefront of it at the moment so as far as i'm concerned like you know you're going to be ready to act on it and and do stuff as soon as it's uh as soon as it's as it's here but um moving slightly away from the nft stuff um generally speaking um obviously we've spoke about hero quest a little bit um how has your approach to making music uh evolved and and, and developed throughout your career steve because obviously i know you've been doing this stuff since college bunch of albums relentlessly touring like i say you're absorbing all these different sounds and influences all the time um how has your approach actually changed you obviously you mentioned on hero quest there's a bit more organic instrumentation in there um but yeah how how would you sort of think about that my approach is always changing per track yes yeah you know like every song i do because like for the most part i don't really do many solo records you know, I do a few, I've done a few solo records that are like pure, like, you know, I have, I started a label called a good one. That's all house. So sure. I, I dropped yeah. a couple records on there and those are like some more solo records. Like the homies is, is a solo record. I just, I dropped it. Like I'm, I, I, I realized after dropping the homies, I was like, okay, I need to drop more solo EDM or house records, um, for the core. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I sampled um, my my managers uh, who passed away. His name's uh, Michael Thien. Um, I sampled his uh, voice in in the in the in the track. So I created. I actually created like a whole project with um, with him. That's pretty cool. So that's a whole thing. Actually, I never actually talked about that. I I have like alter egos and different projects that are not under my name. That sure, I've never disclosed to to the world. That's, so I mean, those ones, like those ones, it's interesting. Like those ones, the alter egos, I'll, it, those are like solo productions. Those are like kind of like yeah. passion projects. Yes. Because I don't really care about the streams or like how successful it is online. I just, I do it just so I can play these records out. Like you say, you know? as, as a, as a kind of labor of love. Almost yeah. Passion. It's like a DJ tool or yeah. like, you know, give it to my friends. They play it out. Like it's really like not meant for like scalable consumption, you know? So when I think about like my album or like a big single, I'm like, I bring in a team usually, uh, whether songwriters, multiple songwriters, uh, other musicians, other producers, um, you know, and like, you know, a feature that fits. So, um, it's a, it's a very much like a team big team effort yeah. operation uh yeah nice. but yeah every, every track is a different process altogether but some of it starts in the studio and i had actually more time in the studio um you know obviously because of covid um it was hard traveling around you know but still like um i did zoom sessions and i did um you know a few in in studio sessions a lot of stems like throwing back and forth. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd say with like, uh, Nathaniel Kano for Nata Oki and Kong 2.0, we, we worked in the studio on those. He came to Vegas. Um, and we, we actually started Kong 2.0 scratch. Okay. 
So, I mean, he had a vocal already. So he had like a vocal I was able to build off of. And then I, then I, I built it and then he did more vocal to it. Sure. And then with Nataoki, um, that was in the studio. We started that from scratch. When you so, say I in mean, the studio. I, I prefer that. What's up? When you say in the studio, you mean your studio. You mean, is that where you do have been doing most of your stuff like during the pandemic at the the, the mothership is it the mothership right I'm, I'm saying uh well yeah aoki's playhouse neon I, future cave I, I love it man i've yeah um it does look like a mothership it's like i would call it neon future cave because it's like a futuristic cave yeah it, it looks it looks incredible man um yeah uh, just, i mean that, that room is it, it it allows for a lot of uh it's meant to have big groups because like yeah, you know yeah. Um, when I built that studio, it was 20, 2015. Um, I started working with a lot more rappers then. And um, that was on the road to Colony. I Colony came out in 2017, my hip hop album. So I was always in Atlanta and I was um, I was in LA working in my small studio. My, I have a small studio in LA. Okay. The demo offices. Um, and Magic came out of that studio. I did like a week session with Lil Uzi Vert there. We made like, like a ton of records there and like there'd be like i don't smoke weed and i'm just getting hot boxed <laughs> you know like a, you know a choice that's like a good uh, week yeah yeah so when i built my studio i'm like i'm gonna build like a big room and i want it to be you know i, I want it to feel like like different than any other studio i want it to be bright i want it to be yeah the energy to never leave you know at four in the morning it's, it feels like it's four in the afternoon um like I like a bright studio, you know, and also like a lot of the artists I that I end up working with, like like when Vin Diesel came by, actually we made we made some songs together, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, he he likes some mood moody vibes, so we like lit a ton of candles and <laughs> and got got him into his like emotional headspace for him to like turn out some vocals. He actually can sing pretty good. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've had some legendary sessions in, in the Neon Future Cave too. So. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit about your setup in there, Steve, um, and, and about your setup in general. Have you got any particularly favorite bits of kit? I imagine you're doing a lot of things in the box these days. Yes. Um, but what's your sort of setup like at the moment? And, and like I say, is, is there any bits of kit or like particular plugins that you find yourself going for all the time? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my, my speakers... Um, I I was working with Focals for a while. Love Focals, they're great. Um, then I switched over to Oceanways. Yeah, and I have like uh, my mains are are excellent. Um, and I like I like I had a problem with with uh, having the sub because I had, like Focals with the, the subs in the Focal that was a problem. Okay. Um, so um, I I separated. I got like really great subs and I got great mains and I have like these kind of like massive club style speakers in the back that that emulate more of the club sound and i also have my cdj setup so i i just test out music um on my sure. bigger speakers but uh ocean waves i i really love them um and um became really good friends alan size he always comes by and like tunes up my my speakers nice. uh, but um I'm, I'm like now ocean way speaker guy way. um for Mike, um, it took me a while to get this one because, like, they're just like impossible to find. But the Sony C800G, yeah, um, that's like to me the best mic on the market. Um, and every every artist that comes by that knows Mike, they'll they they there's like, okay, we're good. Yeah, they're just ready to go. <laughs> so it's uh, I I can't recommend a better mic. I think 
to any any if you if you want to spend some big bucks. Um, I I was on like a six month waiting list to get this mic. Wow. Um, wow. So I mean, you know, so like it's it's been it's been like, uh, you know, perfect for cutting vocals. Yes. And yes. The detail really cuts through as well. Um, I have the the Bay Neve um, 1073. Yeah. Um, EQ and high pass filter makes it easy to dial in tone for like really wide range of vocal performances. Sure. Uh, DI is also great for cutting guitar and bass. Um, the UA 1176 uh, for tracking vocals, great for compressor for that. Uh, big vocal sounds comes out of that one. Yeah. Um, and just for like messing around, I got like this Roland synth setup. Um, they like set that up for me just for messing around. I, I don't really do it too much. It's just like when I'm jamming. Yeah. Sometimes I'll some like jam times and like actually it turns out to be like more of my solo projects. Uh, I cut, I, I, I'm able to like come up with some um, rhythms and ideas on, on uh, like the drum machine there and the synth there. Cool. So I, that's kind of fun. Um, yeah. 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 I think more for like going, going, yeah, going more techno, going more house. I'll, I, I could just jam on that. And, and it's, it's like, actually it's way, way more intuitive to be able to create music that way than, than starting painting, mel- painting like MIDI in, in uh, you know, like in the box. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's kind of, it feels like a, a slight hybrid setup. Like you say, you've got the simp setup, so you can just, uh, tinkle on those if you if the uh if the inspiration takes you um but most things obviously um for speed i would imagine speed and convenience doing everything on your on your daw um well, yeah I, like that's like incredibly important i mean i do travel with my production laptop so i just like i was gonna say i imagine you're, you're you're traveling about a lot so you need to have quite a nimble setup that you can just like track some stuff i have the i i have the best setup like i have um you know i learned this from afrojack he has like uh on the back of his laptop he has just all the the velcro pads so you can have all your uh you know everything plugged in your you know it's all like you don't need to actually like 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 a bunch of cables and uh and you're missing keys and whatnot so I just have it just like literally just stacked. I mean, it looks awful when you travel. Like sometimes the TSA or they're Needs like must. all of this looks like some weird like bomb <laughs> or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's uh, uh, it's it's like efficiency, as you said, is important, and being able to travel quickly and not lose things. You know how many times I lost my unlock key? like it's that's just, not I mean, ideal yeah <laughs> no it, it's awful you can't do shit and then like so i stopped using nexus too because you have to you have oh, to right. key everywhere it's like it's, it's a pain in the ass you know yeah um, yeah yeah uh but you know that's why I, lo- I love like you know plugins that like i've always used like silent you know some of the most yeah. basic plugins like serum silent those are like to me like the like just I mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I use some of the presets, and I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty good, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, like my biggest remix I ever made, Pursuit of Happiness, is is a preset. Yeah, bah, 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 bah. that's like literally a preset. It's like Silent like eleven or something. Okay, it's it's literally like uh, Silent Silent Straight. 
<laughs> no joke. It's and it's four. It's just four notes. Like stick you know, it on. Yeah. It's like uh, sometimes the simplest when you don't try to like go too crazy yeah. with it. Uh, it's it it literally that's what works. You know, it's the most effective. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I already like know that with melodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like melodies. The simpler the melody, the the more more likely it's going to hit. Um, it's going to have that scalable factor. And if you've got uh, that ear for it in the first place, and you know where you're going with the sound anyway, then that obviously yeah. that obviously helps. Um, tell us about uh, some of the shows you've played. This year, because I know you're in Ibiza at the moment, which is obviously the home of, of club music, um, and I'm sure they're having a you're having a great summer over there at the moment. But what have you got planned for the rest of the year, Steve, with regards to shows, which you which you can talk about? I understand there's maybe some stuff that you yeah, can't. No, moment, I, but... there's um. I have like I think like twenty twenty five shows in july oh wow um well I'm, I'm playing like five shows a week um so that's about 20 shows five to five sometimes seven shows a week so then it ends up becoming like 25 it sounds it sounds intense um, man like i know i know you've been doing this for years but does it ever get old for you like is it just i mean quite clearly it's it's where you're your true passion lies you know some people are real yeah. studio people some people have the stage but yeah there's no, there's no doubt that if i was to play because i play i'm playing my music you know i don't i would be it would be a complete disservice if i didn't play like steve aoki tracks yeah, yeah for sure so like so like what like by saying that means i have to play my songs over and over again thousands like hundreds of thousands hundreds of times or thousands of times mm-hmm. um and and, um, you know, on the 500th time, you know, if, if I was playing by myself, yes, I would be like burnout. out. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not about me. I am just a vessel. That's how I see it. Okay. I'm like, literally the joy that I get is the selfish joy that I get is looking at, at other people and seeing how the music connects with them. I always explain it like this. I'm like this chef. Like producers that don't get to see how their music has affected other people's lives are really it's 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 it's, it's sad. Like I'm I I I'm like the chef in the in the back cooking cooking away, but I'm also like going out and greeting the customers and watching their faces as they eat my food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a lot, most of the chefs are just like I have to keep cooking. I'm not going to look at anyone because I'm just I'm a cook. And I don't have social skills or whatever. I don't want to be out there. I don't want them to see me. I want to hide. I want to keep cooking. It's fine. But for me, I like, I want to see them bite into my, yeah. my food that I like, that I put my heart and soul into. And, and if I see them like feel something immense, something incredible, then like that's everything to me. And so I'm lucky because I get to experience that. And I, and I, and you know, there's, you know, sometimes there's someone in the crowd that's just like that song has hit them in a way that, you know, took, took them out of like a bad situation yeah. or brought them to a higher level of consciousness or whatever it is. And, and like, once I see that and once they see me, cause they're there to see the artist that made that. Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. 
once we connect, once we have this, this connection, it's literally the most powerful way to receive and send love without even speaking a single word. Mm -hmm. And we're literally shooting love right back to each other's hearts. And it's, it's so, it's so like, it's everything. It's pretty powerful. And I, and I, I I look for that, you know, that's like, I truly look for that. And I, and, and it doesn't matter what, what language um, they're speaking, what culture they're in. That's the beautiful thing about music. It's like the, it's that language that connects the world. Absolutely. It's almost a, yeah, a universal conduit, if you will. So Um, my whole goal is like, I want to make music that does that. You know, yeah. and also, yeah. you know, of course, I want to make music that makes people go fucking ape shit. About <laughs> and also, I want to make music that, like, you know, that you know, people can like casually listen to as well. But like the music that really gets me going as an entertainer, as yes. a person that's, like, I will be on the road two hundred shows a year every year for fifteen years straight, which I did. Uh, I never cracked below two hundred shows. Um, it's because I I get to experience these moments. Yes, and. And they're so special. Love that. I love it. And I love the analogy, the chef, the chef uh, waiter analogy that you, uh, that you dropped there. That's uh, it's quite, it's quite fitting really. Um, I mean, I think that's a nice place for us to, to round it up, Steve. We've only got a couple of minutes left on here, but what have you got re- uh, planned for the rest of the year, man? Obviously you mentioned a bunch of shows, but Hero Quest is everything kind Request. of, how's that, how's uh, that kind of coming along? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, 26 songs, 21 with, uh, five, um, melodias that, that sure. introduced factions. Those five so factions. 20, yeah. Yeah. So 21 new tracks. Um, what are you most looking forward to this year? On the, well, song, the album, yeah, the, album the album launch is a big one. The album launch is going to be a big one. I think we're all, I think we're all very much looking forward to, to yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I'm, I'm dropping, you know, the MetaZoo PFP just dropped, did well, sold out in 11 minutes, 5,000 uh, different MetaZoo characters as a, or not characters, but PFPs. Um, and then next up um, on July, July 25th, I'm dropping 3,333 Aoki avatars through Sandbox. Amazing. So in five days, um, if you're familiar with Sandbox, it's a, it's a, it's a metaverse that is one of the, is, is the biggest metaverse in Web3. And um, I'm working closely with them. We created Aoki's Playhouse, my house, but it's on like acid, steroid, and oh, incredible, and DMT, and psilocybin, <laughs> and fucking everything you can think of. It's like you can you can literally fall through a foam pit into my brain and do quests inside there, and like you you can get all kinds of fun stuff in there. And, Fantastic. Um, so we're dropping three thousand three hundred thirty three Aoki avatars. They're all really interesting. So if you love sandbox, you love Web three, love Steve Aoki, uh, <laughs> like definitely get yourself an avatar. Um, and then the next drop is um, Replicant X, which is um, something I've been working on with um, Seth Green and Stupid Buddies. We've, we'd, uh, we expanded the world character X, my rookie NFT that, that I did last year to Dominion X. It's a world of character X. Okay. And now there's 7,777 Replicant Xs that, that are, are replicating from character X. Now that will be, um, we don't have a date yet, but real, realistically August. Okay. 
Okay, well, lots to look forward to, man. It's um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know, I know the like, grind. I know the grind easy. never stops for you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. incredible, man. Um, Steve, thank you so much again for your time. It's been a real pleasure chatting. And um, back to your back to your busy touring schedule. And uh, I'll uh, I'll let you get on. But all the best with everything you've got going on at the moment, man. It's been incredible chatting. So and nice, um, you take care of yourself. Hopefully, we'll catch up very soon. Okay, sounds good. Cheers, Steve. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.